Hey guys, I am your host, Ryan Sebastian. I want to thank you for tuning in uh, and listening to the Youth and Culture podcast. Um, this week, I'm really excited, like always, about what we're going to be talking about and the fact that today and this week is a special occasion. This week marks episode 33. Reason why that is so important to me is because it marks a milestone for me because I never imagined that we will be going for over 30 episodes in this podcast. Uh, when God first laid this on my heart, uh, it was really to reach and help youth leaders in my area uh and because most of my lead the leaders in our area is are bivocational um in fact in my county where i am located at in north carolina uh, there is roughly about five full-time youth pastors and the rest of the youth leaders youth pastors are bivocational in my area so this was designed to help them and provide a resource they can listen to on their own time. So I'm really thankful for what God has been doing. And I thank each of you uh, for listening and tuning in and making this podcast uh, what it is. Um, I'm very excited about what we're going to be talking about this week. But before we dive into that, let's take a pause and listen to our sponsors. Youth and Culture is brought to you by Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes is an online accountability and content blocking software for your mobile device or your computer designed to protect the entire family. Today, with 90% of boys and 70% of girls being exposed to pornography online and 56% of divorce cases listing porn use as a factor it's more important than ever to protect your home. Click the link at the bottom of the show notes, sign up for Covenant Eyes, and start protecting your home today. Okay, we're going to be talking about a topic I think every single one of us like to talk about, and that is parents whether we talk we are we're struggling uh with parents being involved with their kids uh spiritually uh taking kids to church making things of god a priority or just excited about partnering with parents and seeing parents grow in their faith either way we like to talk about parents and this week, I had a good opportunity to, uh, to talk with Brad Zood, specifically on this, on this topic of parents, but 
we wanted to dive a little bit more into uh, the idea and this concept that the parents should be the ultimate influencer in the home and how parents can be the ultimate influencer. It's, here's the thing, and, and I think all of us know this, is that parents are the ultimate influencer, either in a positive way or a negative way. They are constantly influencing their kids. And, there are, and the question when you ask is, is sometimes is, is, as youth leaders, is how can we train and equip parents to be the ultimate spiritual influencers of their kid's life. So stay tuned and listen as we talk with Brad Zood. Well, guys, I am super, super excited about today's interview. We're going to be talking a topic that's very important, very dear to me, and should be important for every single youth leader that is out there. And that's this topic of parents influencing, the, being the predominant influencer to their kids, to their teenager. Uh, so I have a great opportunity to be talking to Brad Zoon today. Um, so Brad, uh, for those who do not know who you are, how about you kind of introduce yourself and your journey and this realm of parent influence and, and also talk a little bit about, you can talk a little bit about um, your best-selling book as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And uh, I've got just a ton of good information that I'm excited to share. Some of it might be highly controversial. So, you know, we'll, we'll snap a few uh, grenades in the water here and see what we, uh, what we get to chum up. But um, no, I, uh, I'm originally from um, Illinois and Iowa. So we grew up uh, right on the border here and um, normal upbringing, um, went to church my whole life. I was churched, you know, as a child and uh, went to college here locally in Iowa, University of Iowa and met my beautiful wife and fast forward some time and we had our first child and now we have seven children uh with number eight on the way actually so um we just really needed to become experts really fast it was just kind of a necessity kind of a thing um we actually had some good friends uh from our church who put on a parenting class um, which i'll talk about and uh, invited us there and they kind of got us into the whole parenting world. And really, they really made us understand that, you know, parenting, just because you're a parent doesn't mean you know how to parent, right? Just because a child comes out and, and God blesses you with a child doesn't mean you're automatically equipped to know exactly what to do or even the best ways to do things. And so we had to get good really fast. Um, our friends helped us get our baby sleeping through the night. And then we had friends come to us and they're like, you know, hey, how'd you do that? And man, we need help. And oh, I'm exhausted. Can you help me? And then, you know, we needed a business like a hole in the head with a big family, but uh, it just kind of happened. And then we're like, wow, there's a need here. And it just kind of spiraled. And 
you know, now we work with thousands of families all over the world. We wrote a number one best-selling book. We've been featured in all the major media all over the world. Uh, now that's morphed into a toddler behavior program, and now it's landed us into our kind of third and final leg for the kind of, you know, four years old to 18 years old uh, influencer parenting um, about becoming the strongest influence in the life of your child because the strongest influence in the life of your child wins. So that's kind of the, the hot and heavy version. So we get your baby sleeping and we have some another program for toddler behavior. And now influencer parenting is kind of more the big game, right? Beginning with the end in mind and uh, helping you, you know, influence your children appropriately. Oh. One thing, one thing I would touch on and just ask is, is when it comes to parents, because um, I know this, you know this, and probably anybody, most people listening will probably know this as well, that, that parents are the biggest influencers uh, among their kids. But why? Well, why, they, they should be. They should be. They well, should be. We'll talk well, about that, but go ahead. <laughs> well, personally, well, I think they, they are no matter what. They could be negatively Yep. Uh, negatively influenced, but I think their biggest influence, no matter what is positive or negative. But why, why, are, why are parents the biggest influencers in a teenager's life? Right. And that's, and that's a really good question. So I'll answer that question first. And, and it's obviously because pride, predominantly children spend the most amount of time with their parents, right? You spend, you know, it takes a long time to be married with your spouse until you eclipse the hours that you've spent with your parents, right? You have you know, 18 years, eight hours a day, 18 years, you know, that's a long time. I, my wife and I have been married, you know, uh, 13 years now, I believe. And I'm probably, so, so I have number eight, child number eight on my way. I'm a grown man, 38 years old, been married 13 years. And I'm probably now just eclipsing more time spent with my wife and my family than I did growing up with my parents. And, you know, like you said, Parents are always leading. They're always teaching. It's just a matter of what they're teaching and why they're teaching it in the manner they're teaching it. Some parents input what they want to have out. Other parents are teaching their children, you're not important to me. You're just a nuisance. Go away. I'm busy. I don't have time for you. I don't care, right? So, uh, but time is definitely the biggest tool that is uh, used in any parent's life to where they shouldn't waste it because they have the opportunity to become the strongest influence in the life of our child. See, the strongest influence in the life of a child wins, right? That's the thesis of influencer parenting. And we want that to be you. The problem is, is that just like a child, when children get friends, right, there comes a point to where when they're seven, when they're seven years old to let's say when they're 16 years old, okay, now they've got nine years under their belt. They almost at that point, have as much man hours with their friends as they do their parents. And it's arguably more effective because they're older and they you know, have way more cognitive ability. So at some point they start going, Hey, my friends are actually the group of people that I want to be with, not my parents. And, and this, this overtaking happens. Um, and whether it's realized or not, uh, it's, it's uh, a very critical moment in the life of a child and a parent. And most parents don't see that. Most parents don't understand that. Most parents don't do anything about it. Um, and I'm here to let them know that they absolutely need to. And it's vital to make sure that they continue to be the strongest uh, influence in the life of their child for all kinds of reasons, which I'm sure we'll get to. 
No, absolutely. And one thing that I think uh, most uh, most of those who are listening will probably agree too. There, there's almost a shift. I would say where I'm looking because I'm located in the in the south, the deep south. Bible Belt. Sometimes it feels like we're on the buckle of the Bible Belt. Uh, but one thing I've been seeing here uh, is that parents, uh, particularly when they when their kids enter at a teenage years, there's a lot of hands off, and there's almost a mentality of like say if their kids or doing things they shouldn't be doing, uh, which in my context will be getting involved in drugs, uh, gangs that type of thing. And, and a lot of times the parents take their kids to, to church or come to me and almost with the mentality of fix my child uh, without the, the understanding that I can't fix your child. First of all, only God can. Uh, second of all, I'm not with your child enough to have an influence to influence mm-hmm. them in a certain way. The best influence is actually you and me come alongside you to help you within that influence, but ultimately it's your, you as a parent who has the greatest impact, not the church. And the church comes alongside parents, uh, but is the parent, parent's responsibility, God-given responsibility and role, but at the same time, uh, you're the most effective uh, than, say, a pastor or a church leader uh, can be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think one of the big issues is not to just, you know, turn this into a, a theological seminary course or get into, you know, a debate about how salvation happens, but you know, sin is the is the problem and Christ is the answer, like you said, right? No doubt. Absolutely. Hands, hands down for sure. Amen, hallelujah, right? Um the part of the issue is is that the easy believism uh evangelical uh, aura that's prevalent in some churches today in America, the, the prosperity gospel, all those sorts of things. Um, and, and parents, some parents don't know and understand the gospel. Some parents assume that um, their children are saved because they did something small when they were a child or went to a class or did something like that. And, and like I did, I was deceived growing up. I went to church, so I, I thought that made me a Christian, right? any more than sleeping in the garage will make me a car, right? Uh, it didn't. And so I, I think that there's a spiritual disconnect between parents and children. Um, and, and the bottom line is this, whether it's about spiritual things or whether it's about things in life or puberty or anything else, parents don't understand how to engage, be relevant and relate to their children. Look, it's, no matter what age you're at, think of this, no matter what age you're at. So I'm 38, right? It's hard being 38, right? Like I've, I've got a young family and I'm still trying to make it and I'm still trying to do all this. And you talk to anyone your age who's 45, they're like, oh yeah, well, wait till you're 45. I mean, man, you're getting older and your back is starting to hurt and all this. And then the 55 year old in the room stands up and says, oh no, I will have none of that, right? This bad. Look, it's hard being seven years old. It's hard being 13 years old. And and we forget that so, so, so quickly. You know, really at the end of the day, God is sovereign and holy and perfect. But we're just two humans stuck on a green and blue ball trying to figure this out. And that is the core relationship that parent and children need to 
bond with, right? It's like, hey, you and me, we're, we're, we're in this thing together. Let's both try to figure this out. I've got some wisdom, some life experience, some knowledge. I want to pour this into you and I want to create the relationship and environment where I can speak into your life. And you trust me that I've been down the path before and I want to help you. And we have a great relationship. You know, there, it, it really kind of relates to like an employer employee type relationship. You know, everyone's had that boss that they hate, right? Even, even for all the youth pastors and they're like, they've had that pastor that they really didn't like or liked, or, you know, what the, the, the politics of the church office or whatever the deal is. And the opposite is true. Everyone's had that pastor or that, that church where like, oh man, it was just great. And it was so good. And I just, we did things together and I could just go in his office anytime and we could just talk and it was so amazing and I grew and he nurtured me. And it's like, what's the difference, right? What, what's the difference between those two scenarios? And an influencer is someone who can persuade someone else to be, to think, to do, or to act. And there are a lot of things that, that have to happen in order for that to actually happen, which I'm sure we'll go over. But um, <laughs> It's, it's about creating the relationship and the road that your car will drive in in between mom and dad and the child, right? So think of a meal. The most important thing in a meal is the spoon, right? The spoon is what gets the Cheerios in your mouth, right? In medicine, it's, it's, it's the syringe, right? The syringe takes the medication and gets it into your body, right? And that's, that's the craft that takes effort. Right. When, when you see, I, I don't care if it's pastors, youth pastors, real estate agents, car salesmen, whatever it is, there's a difference. And I, I, I won't guess on percentages, but I think they're pretty low of people who are in a function versus people who study their craft and make it their life's goal and desire to be excellent at what they do. And I think more times than not, um, parents don't spend a lot of time on how to be parents, um, right? They, they know physically what it takes for God to make that happen, and they certainly enjoy that. But then they don't enjoy the follow-up afterwards of, of this constant study and nurturing um, their children. You know, my wife and I, um, you know, we go on date nights. So, it's, so one of the things that we talk about in all of our programs is, is getting mommy and daddy on the same page, right? So we'll go out to dinner. We'll be at, uh, you know, sometimes it's a nice restaurant. Sometimes it's a, a steak burger and cheese balls and a Diet Coke. And we'll have note cards and paper. And we're going to say, all right, Peter. All right. How's Peter doing? What's he good at? What's he struggling with? What's our game plan for Peter, right? And, and we study our children. We make, we make an effort to know and be involved in our children's lives. And we're on the same page. We have a plan. And then we're able to just go out and execute the plan. You know, so many parents just wake up every day and react to what happens. And that's not parenting. Parenting is waking up every day and executing the plan that you have for your family and your children, right? It's just like a football team. What, what happens on Sunday during NFL football? Well, the goal is for them to have happened what happened Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on the practice field, right? They wake up on Sunday and they go, hey, boys. We need to do what we did all during the week today on Sunday to prepare for our opponent. And so many parents don't take that approach uh, and it's, and, and they reap what they sow. No, I agree. And I think a uh, part of it, 
good, I would say more than a part of it, probably a good chunk of it. Because uh, we have a national, I would say we have a national problem when it comes to discipleship, a lack of discipleship. Um, I think the more and more the church church at large is starting to see that and trying to tackle it. But I think the outcome of the lack of discipleship, part of that is the lack of influential parenting, particularly spiritual influential parenting. Hasn't tied in that as as well. Uh, but when it comes to when it comes to specifically youth pastors, uh, I know I know those of you who are listening are probably wondering. Okay, I, I get it. I, we understand that that parents are the predominant influencers. Uh, but maybe wondering how in the world do we kind of kind of apply? We know that. How do we apply that in trying to help our parents or our ministries? So, what are some practical steps for youth leaders to help parents to be better influencers? in the lives of their teenagers. Sure. And these things are really good things to um, make sure that leadership is on the same page with um, and, and talk about, Hey, what is the goal of your youth ministry? Right? What, what defines success in the, in the, in the uh, youth ministry world? Right? So we, we have to know what your church is and wants, but you know, like you said, um, (laughs) youth, youth leaders are there because um, people don't, spend a lot of time trying to figure out children because children can, they can be pretty complex. And so they say, you know what, we need a specialist. We need someone to just devote their lives to this complex group of people. Right. And, and so that's why you guys are there. And if we want to reach the children, we have to reach their parents. Right. So we have to, we have to find a way to effectively communicate with the parents and we have to have the lateral uh, in the freedom to have some difficult discussions um, with children, right? So my goals for parenting aren't necessarily going to be your goals for parenting or anybody else. Um, and what we kind of do as parents or even youth leaders is that we superimpose like, Hey, this is how I think you should act. And therefore, you know, I'm going to overlay my standard on this child's life. And maybe the parents who, uh, you know, drop the children off, or maybe the parents who come, uh, have a different goal and vision for the family. But Let's make no mistake that the church's job, primarily through youth leaders in this instance, is to be the strongest parenting influence in the life of the parents. Okay? So youth leaders train parents, parents train children. So we have to ask ourselves, youth leaders, what have you done to become the strongest influence in the life of your parents? Because, you know, listen, there are a lot, a lot of prevalent parental thoughts in the world today that um, are unique and, you know, I can make the case that don't line up with scripture, uh, but there, there are a lot of positive parenting, for example, you know, it puts this, oh, we're going to be positive all the time and just everything's honky-dory and, you know, let's just pass out participation trophies to everybody and you can never fail and never do anything wrong. So you got that group of kids showing up to your, uh, to your youth group. You got the second group of kids, you know, that are that are run by choice-based homes, right? And everything's a choice, a choice between two great things. Honey, do you want to leave now or do you want to leave in five minutes? Do you, do you want to um, uh, wear nice clothes to church or would you prefer to wear your pajamas to church? Do you want to wear, uh, you know, uh, have one stuffed animal for bed or three stuffed animals for bed? And we, and we think that this is somehow training them to be moral decision makers or whatnot. 
we know from a spiritual standpoint, youth leaders, that children um, lack wisdom, knowledge, life experience to draw upon um, good decisions of their own. So choice base isn't the way to go. But those kids are, are showing up to your youth group and they just think everything's another choice, right? So if you see children that aren't participating or don't want to or whatever, it doesn't necessarily make them bad. They may have grown up in a home where choice-based parenting is just how they parent. And then they feel like you're just a choice or participating in your activities um, is just a choice. We had a friend um, who had a son. They raised their son in a choice-based parenting model. Um, child grows up to be five or six years old, goes to kindergarten, and essentially flunks kindergarten because he was raised with choices. He didn't want to do the work. This was just another choice. Teacher calls home and says, hey, I, I'm worried about your son, Tyler. Uh, this is a problem. Uh, and, and, of course, their parents were mortified. They're like, what do you suggest we do? And they're like, well, maybe you should take away some choices at home and see how that works. And a week later, after the parents did that, the teacher called back and they're like, you have a new child. This kid is brilliant. He's sailing. Oh my gosh, he's caught up. All these sorts of things. And so, you know, we have to be, as youth leaders, you have to be aware of the parenting styles out there, um, what's happening with the kids, if parents are teaching them or not, and then be prepared to mash that with what the Bible says of, listen, children obey your parents, right? There's a structure. God is a God of order. God created man, then woman, and, you know, day and night and, and things very methodically. Um, and that's how the church should be. That's how youth leaders should be. That's how family, biblical families should be. But that's not where everyone comes into. So anytime youth leaders can translate even the goal or the mission to their parents, you would be leaps and bounds of anyone else I've ever talked to. So to say, to call every single parent, let's say you have a youth group of 30 kids, to individually call every parent, say, you know, hey, John and Sally, boy, I really appreciate you dropping Bobby off. Boy, I'd love to have you. Bobby sure is a nice kid. Hey, I, I just want to take a second and lay out kind of the expectations for what we have. Don't worry, I'm doing this with every family out there. So it's not because, you know, Bobby's in trouble or anything like that, but here's the vision. Here's what we'd like to see. Here are the things that we go over. What do you do in your home? What's your background? And we have to investigate with parents and be an influencer in the lives of the parents because we have to, as youth leaders, you have to, I'm not a youth leader, so I keep saying we, but <laughs> the youth leaders, um, they have to be the number one resource that parents turn to for parenting or else parents aren't either aren't going to turn or they're going to turn to worldly knowledge that we know is not going to do well for them. So we have to be involved and engaged in the lives of the parents, which, which can be just as simple as a phone call and getting them on the same page. That's absolutely. Oh, of course, uh, you have a phenomenal ministry uh, with the specific topic of influencing parents. And I, I would love for you just for a, a little bit, uh, for, especially for those who are listening, talk a little bit about what you're doing with influencer parenting. Yeah, sure. So like I said, it just kind of spawned out of, um, it spawned out of our, you know, getting 1,200 babies sleeping through the night. And then we just kind of continued to grow up with the parents. And what happened was we became influencers in the life of 1,200 people, right? So our own sauce that we're selling, we're, we're, we're serving. And these people just kept coming to us. And, and then, you know, they, they in business, 
you know, you listen to your customers and then you create products and services around what your customers want. And, you know, then our babies became toddlers and they're like, well, Brad and Greta, we, we need help with our toddler. What, what can you help? And we're like, oh yeah, duh, you know, we can do this. And now our toddlers are growing up and all that kind of stuff. And we help families set visions and set goals um, for their children, which again, <laughs> training in a time of non-conflict um, is, is one of the biggest things that we talk about. You know, just like I was saying, hey, we go out on a date night and we um, plan uh, with our children and, and plot out what we want things to be. If you can take away one thing about becoming an influencer, it's training in a time of non-conflict. It's planning in a time of non-conflict. And, and that's what we've been able to teach our parents so that in the moment when something happens, um, you know what to do and you can just simply execute the plan. So that's primarily what we teach inside of influencer parenting. You know, we teach people how to directly be the strongest influence in the life of their family. So one-on-one, -on -one, literally inputting information, parent to child into their brain, um, you know, inputs equal outputs. And most parents don't input the vision or input whatever they want um, into their children and children then just fill that up on their own or their friends help them fill that up so we teach direct influence we teach indirect influence so it's important to be the not only the strongest influence in your child but it really gets good when you influence influencers right so my children's friends my children's peer group they are a strong influence on the lives of my child now, I'm very blessed to have like-minded people that we're with. So I don't have, you know, we don't have anybody in our, um, that my children are close to to get them do illegal or crazy things, but there's certainly the, their sin nature is, is very prevalent. Um, so for example, um, you know, I play Fortnite. I'm a 38 year old man and I play Fortnite <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to say it. Okay. But here's why, let me tell you why, because you know, my son is like, dad, you know, my friends are kind of doing this and this and that. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's, let's see what it's about. You know, an influencer goes, all right, well, let me, let me, let's dive down and let's, let's go into this together and let's you and me come up with a, a decision if we're going to do this or how this fits into our morals or family values and all this kind of stuff. So we got into it and, you know, I, it's not a hill to die on, but you know, this, this is a place where Listen, I, I, we found it acceptable. I, it's a whole nother podcast. It's fine. But <laughs> I am in there with my son because I am going to be the strongest influence in Fortnite in his life, which is very important to him at eight years old. Okay. So uh, I throw the best Fortnite party. Like I have their friends over to my house. We have computers and monitors and TVs and everything everywhere. I throw the best Fortnite parties because I want to influence their Fortnite experience, right? You can have a positive experience in that game. You can have a negative experience in that game. And I said, hey, listen, if I, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but th this is okay, and it's not too bloody and killing and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, whatever, I'll, I'll deal with it. Um, but I want to control that and influence that. I would never say, yeah, it's okay. Go over there, go do it on your own. And so we teach parents how to take these, these little life examples and dive in and do that. You know, we have a neighbor girl down the street and uh, she loves coming to our house. And, you know, one day we sat around and really figured out why. And it's because her parents don't pay much attention to her. It's her parents really don't care. They're busy. They, they're just not into the whole parenting thing. You know, at our house, 
you know, our home is a safe place. Our home is a place where we embrace and love children and engage children on every level. And when she comes over, we ask her important questions. We sit down and listen to her opinion. We make her feel heard and important. And we talk about current events and what's going on. And we ask deep probing questions. You know, most parents and maybe even youth leaders um, don't get to a place where they dig and probe and really get to the root of issues, right? We have to be willing to really dig deep. Um, because remember, it's really hard being 13 years old. It's really hard being 16 years old, right? Um, and so those are the things that we teach parents and that we have to keep in mind. And it's an ever constant ongoing battle to continue to be the strongest influence in the life of your child, but it pays off in droves when you can make that happen. No, absolutely. No, we, you, gave, you gave us a, a lot of advice, <laughs> but if, if you had to pick um, just one thing, land on one thing uh, when it comes to advice for youth leaders, when it comes to parents and being an influencer uh, among their kids, what would that one piece of advice be? Yeah. So time is the biggest asset that we all have, right? So um, for youth leaders, we have to engage the parents just as much as we have to engage the children. And so whatever that, whatever that way is for you, maybe that's, um, you know, the parents are, you know, subscribing to a YouTube channel and you're uploading a YouTube video once a week, updating parents on where you're at, what you're doing, what the vibe is, what the flow is. Maybe it's a one-on-one -on -one phone call, but we have to meet with and engage the people that are the, the strongest influence in the lives of your child. Look, a youth pastor's job is not to raise parents' children, right? That's the parent's job. The youth leader's job is to point the kids to Christ and be involved in the church and, and all those other things. But from a parenting perspective, they have to educate the parents, right? So youth leaders, you have to ask yourself, what have I done lately to educate parents on parenting? That, that's, that's the bottom line. So you have to come up with a plan or a goal of saying, I have to be the parenting expert so that I can pour into the lives of my parents so that they can ultimately pour into the lives of the children. Because the, the crutch is, like you said, a lot of people drop their kids off and say, hey, the youth leader is going to raise my kids and make it great. Uh-uh, right? You're not, you're not the babysitter. You're not the parent, right? You're a youth leader. And you have to um, educate your parents. And, that, and that's, you know, it's crazy. Um, how well, you know, when I go to churches and all that kind of stuff, they, they need help doing these things and help educating parents and just talking and getting everyone on the same page. It doesn't take any fancy tricks. There's no three steps or anything like that, but it's youth leaders. It's being equipped on parenting yourself and then learning how to influence and have rela effective relationships with parents so you can speak into parents' lives. And I, I would also add, um, to that as well, if 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 because most like a, the realm of yeah, youth leaders, youth pastors, most of us, uh, the vast majority of us are in our thirties, twenties, uh, don't have teenagers ourselves. There's very few, and those that have stuck out for for youth ministry a long haul. Congratulations if you're older than that. <laughs> That's awesome. But the vast majority of us are, are are younger and don't have young kids. And one thing that um, I would also throw in there and recommend 
because uh, sometimes it's hard for us to know how to parent teenagers. We want to have a teenager ourselves. But yeah, you, what you said is exactly correct. You should learn, study up and learn what is, uh, practices, best practices in dis, uh, discipling, influencing teenagers for parent perspective. Also, I think a good idea as well is, is to find someone in your ministry context, either in your youth ministry, your church congregation, who has been there, who is willing to step in alongside with you and to help uh, train and help equip uh, parents. Um, that's something that um, I've heard many friends in ministry doing, and it's been a very effective uh, within their ministries. Yeah, it's not, it's not, my, my encouragement is that, you know, it's not something just solely isolated to the youth pastor. You know, this is a youth pastor needs to be the champion of the parenting movement, but that doesn't mean that, you know, the head pastor, executive pastor isn't preaching through a series, uh, you know, on Sunday or once a month or having, having a whole community, you know, parenting is a culture and the culture of your church needs to be balanced around parenting. You know, 80% of people are either directly a parents or affected by parenting step parents or grandparent or neighbor's kid or whatever. Um, it's, it's a core need. It's, it's not something that we can ignore. It's not, it's, it's even far removed from uh, other biblical obligations, you know? So for example, uh, you know, you meet someone new and they say, Oh, Hey, what do you do? Oh, I'm a, I'm a husband. No, but I mean, like, like, what do you do? Oh, you, I'm a father too. No, no, I mean, but like, like, what do you do do? Oh, you mean like, what do I do for income? Oh, I got you, right? We are primarily husbands and fathers. Those are God-given roles and duties that we must perform. They're not optional. I'm not necessarily called to be a youth pastor. I'm not called to be a street evangelist. I'm not necessarily called to be a missionary or a pastor. I am called to be a father, and that is my biblical God-given role that I must take serious. And the bait of Satan is to say that, oh, surely there's more to life than being a parent. Surely there's more to life than being a father. Um, you know, it's, it's the, uh, uh, and I know obviously, you know, uh, there are plenty of women that struggle with this, you know, very talented women, but they stay home with the kids. And, you know, I, for those of you listening, I'm, I'm throwing up air quotes all over the place, but you know, oh, you should be smarter. You can do better. You'd be an executive at a company or, you know, no, we're, we're called to do these things and we need to take our crafts seriously and championing the whole church um, to get behind you to do so. Absolutely. Uh, well, well, Brad, um, if someone wanted to get connected with you either to uh, talk more about this topic of being an influencer uh, as a parent or uh, just to get connected with your ministry and what you're doing, uh, what's the best way to get connected with you? Yeah. So, you know, in today's world, uh, everyone has their, their favorite uh, platform to be connected, but uh, LinkedIn is, is one you can look up again. It's Brad Zude, C-U-D-E. Um, you could subscribe to our YouTube channel at Influencer Parenting. You can always go to InfluencerParenting.com. Um, for the youth pastors, you can go to InfluencerParenting.com slash church, and uh, you can kind of see, um, you know, some of the things that I come out and do for churches and parenting seminars and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, you can email me, Brad at InfluencerParenting.com, uh, all that kind of stuff as well. So I'd love, I love talking with pastors and youth pastors and parents. It's what I do. There's hardly a day that goes by where that doesn't happen. So definitely reach out if you, um, you know, want to chat some more. 
Well, Brad, I just want to thank you for taking your time out for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, no, thank you for uh, having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure. The parents of your students are the biggest influencers in their lives. Uh, once we understand this as youth leaders, my encouragement would be to find ways to partner with other ministries to make sure that parents are equipped and disciple themselves and trained on how to disciple their teenager. Um, again, this is so vital and so important, and it's an element that is missing in a lot of churches today is training parents on how to disciple their, their teenagers uh, but before we can get to that point, we need to find ways that they can be discipled themselves. Again, I recommend uh, talking to your uh, children's director or children's pastor, along with your small group pastor, education pastor, partner with other ministries to try to make this happen. Because here's the thing, you as a, as a youth leader cannot do this on your own. It takes a team coming together, a pastoral team, ministry team coming together and to make sure that parents become the ultimate influencer in their kids' lives. Again, you definitely don't want to miss next week's episode because we're going to be talking about a topic that, to be honest with you, I have never heard spoken on a youth ministry podcast before. So I'm really excited, really pumped up about next week's topic, and that is about God's calling and what that looks like and how do we know when God is really calling us to do something. So make sure you stay tuned for next week's episode.